Hey there, horror fans. Evil Eddie here. Just wanted to drop a quick thank you to our listeners for your dedication and support. You keep us motivated to give it our all every episode and offer you the best content we possibly can. If you're a first-time listener browsing your way through and you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. As always, we welcome all feedback, comments, and recommendations at 66.6ahara at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on all platforms of social media, including our growing YouTube channel, where we have lots of additional content for your viewing pleasure. We look forward to hearing from you, so listen up, and remember, stay scary. It's a melancholic day in this dreary old town And you search for your friends and no one's around Oh, and the dusk grows and the sun fills the night With screams and terrible fright There's three strapping blokes in a fancy t-shirt The most tide is loud. Just me trying to get out. That's a horror show. Isn't this marvelous, everyone? Oh, boy, it's been. Love you, buggers. Let's all sing together. Are you looking for a place to make six days? Six more sex. Are you sending me a place to make six days? Six more The horror. Welcome to the podcast where we address, assess, and you know, generally digress too about horror. We kind of get stuck down on the subjects. What we do here, talking about horror films. I'm Lynn Leatherface, and alongside me, I've got two of my brothers. We got Evil Eddie. How you doing, mate? Oh yeah, mate. Fancy a cup of chinawag with me, old muckers? All right, man. Uh, we're gonna move quite uh, far away from that, whatever that was, and uh, we're gonna talk to uh, Hell's Hooligan. Huh? Yep. Hello there, my little titly winks. All right. How have you doing, man? Doing, mate? This t- I tell you what, Eddie. Tell me how you've been, brother. Hey, I'm, I'm jolly well chuffed. Yep. Are you oh, not- having a giraffe, yeah? No, sure. I, know, I, gave you a, I gave you a ring on old dog and bone the other day, and you didn't pick up. Oh, uh, my dearest apologies, Len. When you're telling me, I was on the cutting steel, and I had to be in a bit of a rush because me and my mum was getting cut and carried, which I only attended for the give and take, fooled by the wild gay and hardy. By the time I got back to the flat, I suppose it was the lump of lead. I owe you a bit of a pity if you could accept that, please. Too busy, huh? Yeah. I am just working for the bread. Too yeah. busy for your friend? Yeah, well, I, you know, I thought he was doing legitimate some Barney Rubble there, and I was got a bit concerned, but you now it just looks like you were exposing your ass. This is what it sounds like to me. Uh, Lynn Leatherface, how have you been? Ah, uh, you know, good, good on the home front. Good on the home front. Not, nothing too, nothing too, um, out the ordinary really for me, really. Just another, another kind of week, you know, just trying to grind for the weekend. Right. Well, now tell me about yourself. What has been going on with you lately? You know, things have been kind of weird for me, huh? Okay. You know, uh, if you don't mind, tell your little weeping well. Uh, by all means. Yeah, all right, you know, the other day, I'm walking down the apples and pears for wow. little bees and honey and bread. I was flat broke. All out of merry-go-rounds, you know, on the floor. No, so, no, no. you know, I'll go for a no. little, uh, you know, lump of ice. Huh? But, no, no bother, no bother. Mm. I hop over to the near and far for the tumble down the sink, had a pimple in blots, puffed on an oily rack, and then that did the penny come quick. Alright, but that's just me. I roll the rats in mice and bloody hell. Ah, oh, you're such a dick. 
Van Dyke. Wow. I gotta give Chim it up to you. I gotta give it up to you for, for coming up with that whole shindig. Yeah, that actually took it. me like 15 minutes. <laughs> well, obviously, we're not going to bore you with our very poor Cockney British accents anymore. But we've got a special one for you today. At the request of Evil Eddie, we're going to be talking about the woman in black. However, not the version with our great friend Daniel Radcliffe, who may be making an appearance on the show later. I don't know. You never know what's going to happen you here. You never know around these these parts. No, man. we're no. talking about the 1989 version, am I correct? Yeah, this is the 1989 film, The Woman in Black. It's, it's a Was it made for TV? It was made for TV. Made for TV. Okay. Made for TV. British film. Yeah. Came out on ITV back in 89. Oh. Came out on Christmas Eve of 89. Very British. Very British. Very indeed. British of them. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, there was a stage play this one from 87 to 89. Oh, cool. And, and then in 89, they came out with that. And it's an adaption of a novel. Okay. Yeah, it came out in 83. Yeah, yeah, yep. By Susan Hill. Susan Hill. Susan that's Hill. Right. That's right. Yeah, homegirl is 80 years old, man. Still kicking Still it. kicking it. Loving Still it. Kicking 80 kicking years young. So the book was written in 83, 84? And came out in 83. Came out in 83. Mm-hmm. Screenplay... 89, so it's a fairly quick turnaround. You know, a lot of times books will just kind of stay in a novelization forever, and then someone will read it and be like, that would make a fantastic screenplay. So that's not, that you know, that's actually a fairly quick turn. It's not Jaws, right? Jaws was like written the year prior right. and then turned into a movie, yeah. which is extremely fast. But then, you know, there's a lot of times where people will go back 40 years ago and there's a book that's just kind of been sitting there and they're like, oh, I should make this a movie. So, yeah. you know, whenever you, I didn't know, I knew it was a novel, but I didn't know that it came out in the 80s. I just assumed that it was a novel from a long time ago. Yeah. 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 Like a full, full horror. Yeah. You know? Who's read the book here? I don't know. I, I actually have read the Cliff Notes of it. Not joking about that. Right. I, I it's actually, like everyone was, yeah, give me the Cliff Notes version of that. The play yeah. is a very true adaption and I think the 2012 film. It, it differs from as, the novel it, it pretty It does good. differ. And this yeah. one has its own take on it too, but... Well, since we're talking about the 89 film, why don't we go ahead and do what we do, and uh, do we want to make our way to the squared cycle? The cycle. The cycle. And yeah. we can get this shindig a-rolling. Oh my god! Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing your hosts for 66.6 The Horror Better than ever, and we're going to do what we do best, and that's we're going to go hunting for some VHS tapes. The best format to watch these movies on. God, I hope it's VHS. You remember mm, when yeah. we went to Haddonfield and we had to go to that, <sighs> that Donnie's Laserdisc or whatever? Dude, Laserdiscs suck. They, they're just not reliable. They're not. There's not reliable media, and they're just impractical like to collect. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I say that. People collect vinyls, and those things are don't take up space at all. Yeah. According to Donnie, they used to do blow-off of those blow back off. in the day. Yeah, well, yeah. that'd be pretty magical, I would say. <laughs> yeah, right. So we, we're going to go across the pond looking for the woman in black on VHS. We have a place in mind that we found that may have it. You know, because brick-and-mortar video stores are just few and far between. However, yeah. this place, Union Jack Off, this supply and video. Did so, you... Did you- what was that? Union Jack Office Supply and Video. Office. Correct. Okay, now, I thought you said something else. No, never. Okay. I don't do that. It gives you hairy palms. Cool. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so let's go to Union Jack Office Supply and Video. And <laughs> listen, we're, we're going on a wing and a prayer here because it has video in the title. Now, we very well may walk into the store and immediately get a hand job. I don't know what to expect because it could be that kind of you place. You did say Jack Off. No, I said Union Jack Office Then why did you say hand job? 
they may hand us a, the job to do. Like, here, go rearrange these so office supplies. So go jack this guy yeah. off. Go so tug on that penis. You know, things like that. You I just said penis. No, I'm saying is like, let's just go ahead and go in and okay. see what they got. Please, All right, please, let's do, do that. All right, here we go. Hey, uh, welcome to Union Jack Office Supply and Video. Holy shit, it's Harry Potter. What the fuck? What? Harry the hell? Potter! Oh my oh, god! Wow! Dude, what the, the chosen one! Um, uh, yes, uh, my name's shit. Daniel Radcliffe. Can I get a picture? Hang on. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> wow! You are the man! Now, did you have surgery done? Where's your scar? Okay, um, my name's. My name is Daniel Radcliffe. Um, Your middle name's I'm, Daniel. No, Harry yeah. Daniel. No. I'd, I'd have to ask my wife. She knows so much about it, so maybe Harry's right. middle name was Daniel. No. It probably was. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm an actor, and my name is Daniel it's Radcliffe. It's almost. Ooh, okay. gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, motherfucker. You were, yeah, chosen one my ass. Wow, okay. Uh, listen, right. listen, guys. Um, I was an actor in the movie Harry Potter. Voldemort. Right. Um. Harry Potter wasn't my first film. It's certainly not my last film. I'm saying Voldemort in the movie. Your character said he can't be named. Does this mess with you when I say it, Voldemort? No, not at all. What about know. when I lick the back of your ear as I say it, Voldemort? Please get away from me. Okay. Well, I had to give it a try. Here, God yeah. damn it! Will you listen to me? I am an actor, and you can. My name is Daniel. I'm here as a social experiment for a new film that is going into production within the next There's month. There's gonna be uh, a new uh, Harry Potter movie. What? No. What the fuck? Let's go. Let's no. go, baby. Let's get some. Here's a question. What the fuck can I help you with? Hey, can I ask you what's Dumbledore like in real yeah, life? Yeah, yeah. You mean you mean Richard Harris, the actor that played Dumbledore? He was no, a lovely. No, 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 no. No, like the, the real, yeah, yeah, the real yeah. Dumbledore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and and the wand. Is it really heavy? Because yeah. I got one of those ones at Universal, and it was like kind of cheap. And I plastic. don't fucking know. I don't even watch my own films of Harry. I'm a bit embarrassed. You know by what? Them. I don't watch home home movies either. Okay, like then you lot. get it. Okay, I, I would really, really like if we just didn't talk about this anymore. God damn it. What film are you in here to rent, to buy, or fucking... You can just take it at this point. I don't even give a shit. I, I tell you what, I was in a movie in 2012. How's this sound? Woman in Black. It was a, it's a good movie. I was in it. It's a horror Let's movie see. about a ghost, huh? Woman in Black. Yeah, it's about uh, a ghost. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now now you, got, you struck my curiosity with the jack-off supplies. Right, uh, Jack Office, Union Jack Office Supplies. Yeah, th that's not what you said just a second ago. Uh, now, when you're talking about Woman in Black, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. are you talking about like Maggie Smith, mm -hmm. who played Professor McGonagall? McGonagall. In, <laughs> in no, that's not. She wore black. Is Cornelius Fudge in that one? Cornelius Fudge is the Minister of Magic. Okay. In the movie. No, he's not in the fucking movie, Woman in B What is the fuck? How did you know the name Cornelius Fudge? That's what I wanted to know, <laughs> Evil Eddie. I'm very impressed. <laughs> well, you mentioned it in the WT Fuck episode after a fucking brilliant meatloaf joke, so. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, the old loaf of meat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Would you like to rent the Woman in Black? Listen. We'll take the tape, but I can promise you, when we get home and I fire this fucker up, it's going to say, Prisoner of Azkaban, right on the title card. I just know it. No, it's... But sure, we'll take the woman in black. You're going to be disappointed. It's not Prisoner of Azkaban. It's okay. going to be the woman in black. All right, Harry. Okay, I, I tell you what, I'll give you both versions. I'll give you the 89 version, I'll give you the 2012 version, I'll give you the fucking sequel to the 2012 version. <laughs> there was a sequel. Was, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I tell you what, we'll take the tape, we'll read the back of the box, and we'll see what this movie claims it has to offer. In this chilling Victorian ghost story, Arthur Kidd, a solicitor, is sent to settle up the estate of a dead client, Alice Treblow. During the course of his work, He's haunted by the sight of a sinister, mysterious woman dressed in black, who, according to local custom, has put a curse on the village. In saving the life of a child, kid, on 
unwittingly turns the curse upon himself, thus selling his own fate, effectively signing his own death warrant. It attempts to unravel the mysterious chain of events before they drive him to the brink of insanity. The woman in black. Okay, yeah, that is quite the lengthy description. You know, these days they barely even, if they give you synopsis, it's like one sentence, but this is, that's a chunk. That's a chunk. Yeah. It's full blown. It's the 1983 novel on the back I of the mean, box. I mean, it's begging for you to watch it. Yeah, and I don't yeah. mind that. Um, at least I know what I'd rather. I'd rather try to paint a picture in my mind of what I think the movie is than a trailer show me everything. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of the cover? Eddie, start it off since yeah, this is like your, your jam, bro. I, I mean, I, I love it. I think it gives like it doesn't give away like what it really turns out to be. Right. I mean, it's uh, it's. It definitely looks like the movie. After you watch it, there's no question that that's the movie you watched. Yeah. But I think it gives more of an innocent look than a horrifying look. Sure. I think it's it's pretty good. It looks like a made-for-TV movie box to me. Yeah, Yeah, cover. So I don't dislike this by any means. Uh, It's just if I were browsing through the video store and I saw this one, it wouldn't stand out to me as like, oh, that's going to be a creepy movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of plays to what you're saying. It doesn't stand out. It's like, oh, this is horror. This is scary. Potentially, I mean, you've got the the tombstone there, and you got some gothic little architecture, mm-hmm. and I dig that. I like. I love that sort of folk horror aesthetic. But it doesn't do anything to really draw me in. But I don't hate it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like, yeah. oh my god, that's iconic. Like I got to see that. But it's also like, I kind of, I kind of like the ominous. Like, what is this exactly? For that, for looking at it, and after seeing the movie and knowing what it's about. You look at this, and you're like, man, I don't know what I'm going to get myself into here. Yeah, It leaves a lot to question. Mm -hmm. That I dig. I remember seeing in the video store The Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil and thinking that was going to be a horror movie. (laughs) It wasn't. I remember. Is that uh, Kevin Spacey's in that movie, right? (laughs) Yeah. Is he? You know, I I don't remember because I didn't really like the movie. I haven't watched it since then. But I thought, oh, that's going to be a fucking good, scary movie. And it wasn't. Those were such... You know, I was having a conversation with someone today about this uh, as of recording this. And it just was such a different time going into a video store, looking at things blind, not knowing, not having the ability to pull up your phone and be like, what the fuck is this? And Googling and be like, oh, it's not what I thought. You just rolled the dice. Yeah. And you got it home and you're like, that's better than I thought, worse than I thought, not at all what I thought. And that was a great time to be alive. Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, left... So much to the imagination. Really yeah. did. Yeah. But let's go ahead and start talking about this movie. Thumbs up, thumbs down, though, boys. That's what we got to do. Um, Evil Eddie. Oh, thumbs down for sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. It's opposite day. It's opposite day. <laughs> thumbs up. It's thumbs up. Yeah, obviously you give it a thumbs up. You pick this movie, yeah. right? Um, well, I mean, hell, I picked Banana Splits, and I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, that is true. I was surprised when you gave that one a thumbs down. That was funny. Um, for me, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up for me, too. Sure. Yeah, this is this was a very cool movie. Mm-hmm. I did not know what I was getting into. I watched the the remake, the 2012 version, with Harry Radcliffe. Potter. Yeah, with with the Harry Potter, man. <laughs> the Harry. Potter. You know, we ran into him earlier. <laughs> that we did. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I watched that 2012 version when it came out. So I don't really remember it that well. But after doing some research on this one, I looked at the synopsis for the 2012 just right. to see like the the differences and similarities between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely prefer this 89 version cool. now. It, it is such a different movie. And it's different from most things that I would usually watch. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's pretty slow paced. It's very, very British. Uh, kind of reminds me of some of the Hammer films from mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, which uh, the 2012 is a Hammer film. It is a Hammer film. And the, uh, the fucking sequel to it is, is under Hammer yeah. films yeah. as well. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And this kind of has a feel of a Hammer film, but very it's not. Much, very much very, so. Yeah, and, and for a made-for-TV movie, fucking super well done. As a matter yeah. of fact, I looked online, and in the UK, they rank this as 14th best made-for-TV movie ever. Totally. Which is crazy. Eddie, talk about when it aired and how many times it aired, because when they rank this, this is fucking crazy to me. This was aired multiple times. If by multiple times you mean two. It was what? aired... Yeah. In 1989 on Christmas Eve. And then again, it was aired one more time on Christmas Day in 94. So five years later, it was ranked again. And now, the way I came about this is... Guys, okay, I'm glad you're going. I was like, well, how the hell did you come across this so, then? Yeah. My hey. friend Peter was uh, from England, or he lived in England, and showed me this video 
when we were kids in about 95. I was horrified by it, and we'll get into later scenes that may have horrified a child that watched this, but... Totally. Anyways, my mother kind of got a little bit of glimpses from it, and she ordered the film, and... No uh, way! Yeah. She did? I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. And then... The rest is props it. to mom. Yeah, yeah. And props to Peter. If you're listening, thank you because yeah. because of you, there is now three guys that have seen this movie that otherwise right. may not have. Right, because of you, pumpkin on the sidewalk. You pumpkin eater, motherfucker. Because of you, I learned to learn man a pumpkin eating patch on a contested brown mountain novel by Susan Hill. Okay, so um, <laughs> it's enough of that. The the VHS we are holding in our hands. This is the one that was ordered. No, no, oh, I well lost then, that. Fuck it. Show's oh, over. dude! But that. So this isn't your this favorite is, movie. This is no, no, no. <laughs> this is, yeah, but this VHS is a copy that was otherwise out of print. This is exactly the type of copy. I think I just got lucky and found it. Wow. Okay, that's interesting uh, on both accounts. One that. That how you came about seeing this movie, and which is how now we know about this movie, because otherwise I would have never known. Well, I would have known about it, but well, I may not have paid much attention to it. Okay, I wouldn't have watched it. So, can I say something before we get in this no. discussion? No, you may not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so when I originally watched this, it terrified me. I loved it. I watched it over and over again. Years went by up until last week, and I watched it again. And guess what? I was terrified to bring this to you guys because I thought uh, maybe I was wrong. I, part of me was like, eh, this may not have been as good as mm. I thought. It might be more dated than I thought. And boy, was I wrong. Right. No, this I fucker holds up. fucking man. loved it. Yeah. And look, we, we watched uh, The Wife and I did. And one of the things that stood out to me initially was like, wait, 89? It doesn't look like it was filmed in 89, bro. It looks like it was could have been filmed... I mean, outside of a few effects, but just visually, and I know that the version we watched is like a 1080, it's HD, mm-hmm. so it's probably been tweaked and remastered, but God bless. It, you, it, it looks just, older? You, no, it just it just still looks- It still re- holds it up? It looks really, cinematography, it still looks good. Okay. We talked about this, what was it, with uh, Tourist Trap, just the way it was filmed, it just, it uh, no matter if up. they, because I have that one, I think it's been remastered, it's not a Blu-ray or anything like that, but it just still doesn't look great. This mm-hmm. was like, man, this just it just looked really, really good, and I was impressed by that right out of the gate. I was like, I had to like, am I watching the right version here? Am I watching the 2012 version? Because it, it was, I mean, it just, like I said, it, it looks like a newer film. You know, Nothing that came out It's funny 80s. that you're talking about the, the 2012 version, because you had read that it wasn't great. I haven't watched it since 2012 when yeah. it came out, but I remember liking it. I rewatched it, and it's not a terrible watch. I haven't seen the sequel, but I will always go back to this one. Yeah. But what do you guys think about the story? At first, I was thinking, okay, um, this is unfortunate because I feel like this is a little bit, not predictable, but it's like it's at very rinse of Dracula. I'm like, this is kind of paralleling that, but then it kind of started doing its own thing. It's one thing if you have a story, but it's another thing whenever you have a cast that helps tell that story. And I think that the uh, the lead guy, the main man, Arthur Adrian Kidd. Rollins, uh, Arthur Kidd, does a great job. Which is Kipps in the novel and the 2012 version. Right, yeah, Arthur add, Kipps. To yeah. add to, I mean, he's he's really the main focal point. He he is your lens into this world, and he's a great actor. And too. he's a fantastic yeah. actor. Is uh, he? In, is there any scene where he's not in the film? I don't think so. There's really. I, I, no, I he's pretty much. He's pretty much in every scene. And for a story with, that I love and a plot that I love, you need the right person to be able to be in every scene and to because you go from him being happy, giving his child the worst fucking present ever, a kazoo. Mm-hmm. Might as well give him uh, some pots and pans and a stick and say, "Go have fun annoying the hell out of us." Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't yeah. you just get him something else? He's like, "Oh, daddy." <laughs> And they're like, all right, fuck off, go show the maid now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, you see some di- di- dimension in him, and you see his internal like downfall. Like, am I fucking losing it? Very believable, and for a story that needs a, a guy to carry it through, uh, it's all done really well. Not to get yeah. too far into the acting, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the story revolves around him, and uh, he's great at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I-, I thought the story was fucking kick-ass. I really, really liked this one. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of ghost movies. Eddie, I know that's one 
of your favorite genres of horror. It hasn't always been mine, uh, but as far as ghost movies goes, this one is awesome. You know, I love the simplicity of it, but it's it is a little bit more complex. There is there is a underlying story that you don't find out until the end. So the thing that you didn't mention earlier was was the woman in black really like when he goes to the funeral, mm. he sees the woman so in black creepy. out, so well you know, standing in the cemetery, which is. He doesn't really think of anything of it at the time. And then he gets to the Eel Marsh house, and the first time that he's by himself, he kind of starts uh, exploring, and he sees her out in the field again. Mm-hmm. And it freaks him out, and he runs inside, and it starts to get more and more intense from there, where she's, you know, he, he's like, okay, there's obviously this ghost presence. He's hearing noises. You know, he hears the horse-drawn carriage. He hears the kids screaming, all those sorts of things. Uh, and then it starts to get into this, like, you know, is he going mad out right, there, right. or are these things real? You know, so it's really cool how it is. It is real. You find out later on why the woman in black is haunting this place, why he's hearing this kid scream, and and so on and so forth. I, so yeah, and I it's, think it's great. Yeah, because I think one of the real life terrors terrors that drips into this story that for me it's like okay, like. Jaws is fucking scary because, like, the deep ocean scares me. What scares me about this is, like, you ever thought about... And I do. I try to put myself in the situation in, in movies. Like, if that was me, this stuff's happening, but if no one else is seeing it, then, like, are you really? Are you crazy? The, the idea that, like, you could be put locked up or called crazy because you're seeing... I mean, that scares me. Like, somehow ending up being crazy because you think you're seeing something that you really are, but people are telling you or not because they not like that freaks me out well and that's what really drives the story is yeah. you know here's the deal you learn everything as a main character learns it there's yes. not anything that you are in the know of before right. he experiences it so you're experiencing it as arthur is experiencing it mm-hmm. and and that comes back to like in the funeral where she's there and then she disappears and then they go out to the cemetery and the kids are all laughing, and he's with the old man, and you know he sees the lady, but it's not—it's never told that the the kids and the old man don't see it. Right. And the old man just kind of like loses it for a second and tells the kids to leave. Why? I I I, I want to say that everybody sees a woman in black, and everybody and he he sees that, and he knows bad things are around the corner, but he's not telling that to Arthur. Yeah. Okay. Then they're then, fucking like almost like gaslighting them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is which I, is even worse than like <laughs> like ending up somewhere where you're not supposed to be, right? Like being locked up because you're crazy because you saw shit that you di- thought you didn't because people convinced you that it wasn't there, but it really was. Well, they, they don't. Yeah. They also yeah. don't convince them that it's not, not there. there. Right. Right. They, right. No, they're they're really just kind of just conversing. The subjects almost dropped. Um, the ending. Uh, let's jump there. <laughs> yeah. Did yes. the ending shock the fuck out of you? Isn't that the scene where she he sees Caesar standing on the water? Oh yeah. Like, <gasps> and then yeah. he can't do anything about it, and all of a sudden, the fucking tree branch falls on him and, and kills everybody. And, and, and the way and, the uh, wife, it's the whole fucking tree, and yeah. the way the wife like takes over the camera and screams, yeah, gave me chills. Bone so that is that is the only kill of the movie. So I mean, it's it, only it's only on, kill. Yeah, on screen kill. So I mean, obviously we got to go with that's our favorite kill of the movie. What? That's a three for one, isn't it? It's a three. Yeah, takes out three. And you it, know what? It, is that a first for us? Is it? I, I think that's the, no terrifying. Uh, no, this no, might we be. We watched something else that only had like what was it? We watched. Yeah, we took covered something else. I don't remember. That just was like yeah, that's just one and only kill. Oh, The Shining. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah, that's true. Well, I two. I guess technically Jack Torrance dies, but yeah, he dies of death. He doesn't die of killing. So, yeah, the ending of of Woman in Black is didn't see is that so great. Didn't see that coming. It's like nope, there is no happy ending to well, this. Well, as a matter of fact, we uh, I we kind of thought it was over, and mm-hmm. the wifey she left the room. She was getting something to drink or whatever. We thought it was about you know happy ending, and I'm like, oh god, oh shit. Holy shit. And she's like, what's the commotion about? I'm like, rewinding. It's like, you got to see this. And, and we were both kind of sitting there like, what? It's a, it's yeah. a good ending. And it's great. It's great. It's ending. a very, it's it's a bit of a slow burn. And that's okay. I like movies like that. You know, this was one for me that I, I've said, I'm putting my fucking phone away. Yeah. This is, I am going to watch this motherfucker like yeah. intensely. Yeah. Because I knew how much evil Eddie loved this movie. So I wanted to give it the respect that it deserved. 
uh, for just for that alone, man. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I do, man. I want to be near you. Yeah, I want to be I in you. Be what? In you. What? In you. That's actually Enigma, but go on. You know, it, it, it's, and it's, you're so right. The I was going to make that comparison to Hammer horror films. And what I, one of my favorite genres is folk horror, Hammer, like that. I just love atmospheric type horror. And uh, I kind of had a feeling I was going to like this one. Way back when you told me it was a made-for-TV British, I'm like, I'm probably really going to like that because that's right in my fucking wheelhouse. Yeah. I do. I mean, most things are like... How Downton Abbey. I'm a sucker for anything in a period that's not current times. So you'd watch it again? 100%. 100% for me, too. 100%. Hundo. Pure love. And I'm on the around again. I'm going to get there to the end. 100%. Pure love. This movie, as much as it is a made-for-TV movie, the setting for it is beautiful. Yes. I'm glad we had the Harry Potter version because that one makes it look so gloomy and dreary but this version it's not that you you go to that town it looks beautiful it looks charming it has character even the parts that are kind of a little creepy have a little bit of charm to it that's great um when he goes to the town the people are friendly and they're welcoming they're not like fucking tell him you shouldn't be here they're not fucking giving uh you know telling about the ghost stories yeah sure shit's happening you know, they're kind of ignoring it. And yeah. it adds to the tension of the story because, you know, Arthur Kidd, he's so innocent in this. You Completely. know, he, he comes there. He's not there to change the culture or anything. He's just there to do a job. He's got his jaw, yeah. Yeah, and so when, when he gets there, you know, it, it's not like it's all cloudy. It, you know, it, it looks like it has its own history. And that's what makes it extra scary is when shit starts to happen, it, it really... You know, it starts to take over. Yeah. You know, I know exactly what you mean because the 2012 version. I know, you, Lynn, you or Anson, you haven't watched that one, but it is real dreary looking and you know very dark and everything. Right. This one just looks like a normal movie. You know, it's like, it looks like a made for TV movie. Uh, so I, I agree with you, Eddie, that when the the scary scenes happen, they're that much scarier because it's mm-hmm. so unexpected. Okay, so Woman in Black. When I first heard this. Reminded me of Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. and the front, the cover of the uh, initial Black Sabbath release, the very first album, uh, is a woman standing in, a, you know, a field in front of an old kind of decrepit house. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Right. So, like that image to me stands out as like really creepy. And after further research, I found out that Black Sabbath actually wrote and recorded an original song for this film, which is just mind blowing. The director eventually cut the song from the film because he found that it was just too metal. You know, it was melting faces and shit. Here's where it gets really bonkers. You would assume that Ozzy Osbourne was singing for Sabbath on this recording. It wasn't just Ozzy. So Ozzy was fired from Sabbath back in 1979, and then he was replaced by Ronnie James Dio. So fast forward to 1989. Ozzy and Dio decided to get together and do a little duet for a Sabbath song. Can you believe that shit? It's the only one in existence. After some serious digging on the internet, I was able to locate the recording, and we're going to take our listeners back to 1989 to hear this metal masterpiece. This is Black Sabbath with Looking for a Fix.
fucking faces are melted. Also, on top of that, the score on this thing is pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, Not yeah. only is the score badass, but the way they include like the the scary things happening, like the the uh, on the marsh, you know, with the screaming and the seagulls. That and it's ad- loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, they it's crank that actually shit up. part of the score. Right. To me, it is. Yeah, no, no it is. You know, yeah. when he sees the woman in black, where he first sees her, and he could, he just feels it on his neck, and he grabs his neck, and you hear the seagull screeching. Just you know, instead of like you know, like the orchestra just crescendoing, the sound and the music meld together in a way that just completely they support one another where you could have played it straight like you were saying yeah. just like just in an orchestra hit oh that's effective and you could have just made it with no music and the atmosphere of the seagulls but it's when they blend together in that unique way that's that kind of sweet spot that not a lot of movies do in my opinion or it's not done enough no yeah and and also the the score it, it doesn't sound like overly like horrifying it's actually kind of like it's a little cryptic but it's Really just kind of pleasant sounding. Yeah, it is. I, I wrote that I, I felt that it had hope, but it also has a sense of dread or impending doom. Mm. Oh, God. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of whimsical in a way. Uh, you remember the soundtrack for Leprechaun was kind of similar to that, yeah, where it's, yeah. it's kind of whimsical. It's kind of got that hope to it. Yeah. But I guess it was Rachel Portman that was the uh, composer on this one. Yeah. And I looked it up, man. She's got a fucking long list of movies that she's, she's done. done some shit. Oh, lots, lots, yeah. lots of movies. But, yeah. yeah, I think that it's got a fantastic score. I mean, everything works for this fucking movie. Also, yeah. the town. Like, one thing that I love is architecture. Uh, you know, Halloween, you know, you kind of get to know the town. Salem's Lot, you kind of get to know the town. We haven't talked about that one yet, but that's one of my... Salem's Lot does that brilliantly. That's, big, Salem's that's such a good one of movie. my big things is I want to... The town is a character. I want to feel like if I went to that town, I would kind of know my way around a little bit, slightly. I know the technology. I know the, you know, the layout somewhat, and this does it. Have you you guys ever seen City of the Dead? Uh, or it's also known as Horror Hotel. It's got Christopher Lee. It's an older... It's like I haven't 60. seen that. Literally. I have not. It's so good, and no one ever talks about it, but if you... Everything you're describing... The town itself and the architecture and all that stuff, dude. Watch that one. We'll have to cover it someday. But I was love getting because awesome. I love that yeah. movie, and I was getting so many like similar different stories all together. But I was getting so many of those same vibes on it, and I love, 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 love that shit. That's yeah. that's so badass because horror or Hammer horror films. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's one of those things that you got to be in that mindset to say, you know what? I know it's going to be slower. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be. You, you really do. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different uh, movie watching experience. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta really pay attention and things like that. Uh, that was having watched Woman in Black. I'm kind of in that mode of like I want to go back and start watching more Hammer horror films, yeah. or even some of the older Universal ones. I oh mean, yeah, you know, there's such great stories. There's such great. It's great storytelling. A couple years ago, I bought the Blu-ray box set for like the original Universal monster mm-hmm. movies, right? So I took it over to my parents' house. This was in October, and I showed just to show my dad, and he was like, "Wow, this is really fucking cool." And uh, I was like, "You want to watch one?" And, you know, so we we pop in Dracula, thirty one. And, um, man, like halfway through it, he looks over at me and he's like, God damn, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, it's, it's like almost 100 years old, you yeah, know? no shit, right? But it is really great storytelling, and you have to appreciate it for what it is. Dude. You have to turn everything else off in this modern world uh-huh. and how fast-paced we are and things like that and just say, slow it down yeah. and enjoy this for what it 110%. is. 110%. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's the point I've, I'm glad that we're making don't not watch this movie because we said it may be slow or it's like, oh, I've watched. Because, you know, there's so many times I think that people but love. is it really know, slow? It's pretty slow. Yeah, it's pretty slow. I mean, it's, it, listen, it was, whenever I looked up, it's like, it's an hour and 40. Sadly, it felt longer, not in a bad way. It was just like, it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Felt like it was a little bit longer. That's that's how I can determine if it felt slow, but maybe not. Maybe upon another viewing, I wouldn't feel like Okay, gotcha, yeah. yeah. I do yeah. have a question, though, because three times in the movie, it, it cuts to the woman in black, uh-huh. uh, lo- the title logo. So I was like, did it did it air yeah. one night only? Yeah, on Christmas Eve night. So it wasn't like three nights in a row. Like no. different parts of it. I no, guess that no, was just no. a commercial, commercial break. break. No, okay. commercial break. But, uh, okay. you know, on this VHS, it doesn't have those titles. Really? Oh, it doesn't? No, no. 
Interesting. Cool. That's only on the DVD or the Blu-ray that was re-released uh, last year or the year before 2020. Very cool. Yeah, no, in this, it's it, it plays straight through. It doesn't have any... Do you have any, a preference? I, I don't like the commercial breaks because the movie, to me, is a pretty easy watch. Mm-hmm. Yet it, it doesn't have so much story that you can't take it and you can't take it all in that you need that break. Right, The story right. just kind of flows. I for sure feel like this is one of my favorite ghost stories now. I, I really do. Yeah. And so thank you for introducing oh, us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely, no. man. I, gotta, I have a question then. I mean, how does this, for you guys, how does this compare to other ghost movies? Uh, well, this has always been my favorite, so. I can't say that it's my f- my favorite like a City of the Dead, it's also Horror Hotel, but City of the Dead is what you'd find it under. That one is one of my favorite ones for sure. And I also like, what is it called? The cha- Is it The Changeling? Yeah, yeah Changeling, Changeling with great. George C. Yeah. Scott. I love yeah. that one. That one's a great one. Patton. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I mean, it's it's worked its way in there. It's in the conversation of like, yeah, it just it just hit me the right well, way. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're going to say ghost stories, I mean, obviously you got Poltergeist. And I mean, got, uh, go- ghost Patrick Swayze. Yeah, we're going, we're going crazy, crazy Patrick Swayze. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's Poltergeist, though. Yeah, Poltergeist is fucking up there, fantastic. dude. Yeah. I mean, for me, The Conjuring was a really, really oh, great yeah, one. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious, given the fact that we we shit on Malignant so hard. Well, but deserved it. Different movies, uh, same director. I don't know. I you thought know The Conjuring was really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Would you guys consider Hereditary? Hereditary, a ghost story. Uh, yeah, kind uh, of. Yeah, and I, I, I love that one. I know you're kind of on the other side. I'm of the on fence. the fence on that one. I need but, to rewatch it. Yeah. yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know, but he, he's in the, he's like the son of Satan at the end. So yeah, it, so it's supernatural, maybe yeah. like not necessarily ghosts, but like yeah, yeah. I don't know where I that. Like, yeah, I damn, just, I can't even think of other ghosts. I was just trying right to think now. of something that was like current, current. Well, all like, the ones are a bit older. But, I remember but, like there was one point in time in like the late '90s, early 2000s that seemed like a lot of ghost movies were coming out, oh, like yeah. 13 Ghosts, which I think that one's cool. That one's right. fucking badass. But like, Did you see the, the sequel, 14 Ghosts? No, I saw the uh, the uh, third one, 15. Ghosts. <laughs> okay, um, and. Uh, <laughs> It came out right around the same that, yeah. that uh, Ocean's uh, 14, Ocean's 15 four- came. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say uh, The the Others with Nicole Kidman. I remember not liking that movie. No, that one was really good. Is it? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, well, you know what? I haven't watched that since, but... Ooh, great fucking ghost movie. Have you guys seen Crimson Peak, the Guillermo oh, del Toro? Yeah. yeah. Fucking... You want to talk about some atmosphere and architecture? Yeah. God damn, that movie is awesome. I love that one. Love the Victorian yeah. gothic horde. So good. And practical effects practical all over the effects. place. I did I not, not like terrible. The Ring. The Ring has that one scene where she comes out of the TV. You guys know the, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scene. Okay, what about... This one has the scene where the woman in black comes through the window. Oh, yeah. The woman in black is scarier, dude. Her makeup's great. Uh, it's simple, but I, I also just love... It's been effective, and I love that they continue with that grayscale in her eyes. And her yeah. Eyes. I mean, yeah. she gets good more and more... Yeah. I mean, she starts off looking real innocent, and then the more you see her, the l- right. more yeah. and more, you know, malicious she looks. Characters, though. Talk more about the woman in black, but let's talk about the main character himself. James Potter? Yeah. Harry's dad? <laughs> yeah. He's uh, awesome, and he had to be. Because yeah. he is the story. He, He's the looking guy. He carries glass. the whole movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and he does it, right? Oh, uh, like, phenomenally, yeah. I, uh, again, it's hard for me to think that, one, it's a made-for-TV movie, because I, if I if I were to watch this copy, the VHS, and I'm pointing out right now, without the commercial breaks, I'm not sure if I would have been able to tell if it was a made-for-TV movie. I wouldn't be able to tell. Then act, uh, I, I say that, I've said it quite a few times. It oh, like it's no movie. shocker that's a made-for-TV movie when you hear it. Yeah. There but, you go. Yeah. There you know, go. it could have been a... British B movie, I guess. I, I just don't know. can't believe right. that it was only aired twice, but then it was. It must have really had an effect on people because they're ranking it so very high. But that's because, again, talk about the characters and acting. They're great. The way he's portrayed by the actor uh, Adrian Rawlings is great, but the way he's written as well in in the script in the screenplay, which I got a really cool thing about the screenplay later. But Arthur Kidd is like 
you get a sense that he's hardworking and he, you know, you hear him, his boss talking to him and you you like wonder why he's taking it, why he's just taking it with stride. You can tell that he's a little stressed, but then he goes home to his family and you see how much he lights up and how much he's happy to be there and what he really lives for. You know, yeah. you get that sense of there's nothing wrong with this guy. This guy is great. And, and it's setting setting the tone because then it makes it more believable that he's not fucking crazy. If he would have gone home and he's like miserable and he's drinking and he's this, that, and other, it's like maybe he's seeing shit. But you, one, you feel sympathy for him. Yeah. And two, it's like, no, he's in his right state of mind. He's a hard worker that's trying to make his way up and he goes home. You see that his world is his family. So when this shit starts to happen to him, you feel a little bit more. Yeah. You know, what did I do to deserve this? I saved a girl from being crushed by a fucking log, and now I get crushed by a log. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one log-ass day. Damn. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I, did you, there were, were there any, were there any other standout? The woman in black, uh, I mean, is she, as far as villain goes, I know it's hard to think of her as a villain, but she's kind of like Freddy. You know, she kills kids. She's a child killer. Right. You know? And I think that's pretty terrifying. That's just one thing to note about her is sure. she's a terrible person before she died and a terrible person, you know. Before she died, she was terrible? Well, she abandoned her kid. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. According to this movie, went, well, according to Wikipedia, it says that she abandoned the kid. But according to the novel and the other versions of it, she had a kid without a husband so they were trying to Which cover that up. Which was a huge like no huge no no back in the early 1900s. So I mean, so was she a bad person or was Well, maybe you know, not by today's know. standards, but you got to go by the standards yeah. of the time. So she was not a very good person in real life, but when she came back as a malicious force, what a terrible person. She's killing kids because her kid died. Right. You know. Yeah, it's and, pretty crazy. And and, and not Killing kids, like, quickly, you know, killing kids in terrible ways. In the novel, too, I was reading about that she didn't die in the marsh. With Her kid died, but she didn't die. She lives the rest of her life, and then once she once she dies, then she comes back to be the woman in black. Oh, no shit. So that's an even more miserable story for her, that she had to live all these other years in misery... Knowing that where she left her son to be taken care of was ultimately the reason that he died. because right, of, because, because of her. Because of her. Like, yeah. so I'm going to leave you here because I'm unfit or I'm society would deem this weird, a bastard child. I'm going to leave you here. And because she did that, that's why the kid died. Because right. of the dangerous circumstances in which his house, they, why'd you build a house in the middle of this fucking marsh? Maybe property's cheap there. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I want a house like that, though. I do, too. Yeah. I want one that's it's like a, it's How like a permanent you, moat. What would you say to in. the DoorDash driver? Leave it. Don't even bother coming to the porch. Yeah. I don't want you to get caught Unless in Unless you get there between 1 and 3. <laughs> yeah, the tide is low. Yeah. The tide is low. If you get here at 301, don't fucking come to the door. Trivia. I mean, the only trivia I've really got is the fact that Adrian Rollins also played James Potter in all the Harry Potter films, which is really funny because... Uh, we were talking about the VHS store and like, who are we going to be for the clerk and all that? And I was like, let's do Daniel Radcliffe. Cause he was in the remake. And then coincidentally, that's his daddy. It's his daddy in the, in the well, you Harry know, Potter films. Harry but Potter. I was like, Oh wow, that's so fucking crazy. And I did not recognize him until I found that out. And I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. I would say that if there, I can promise you there are other, there are other actors that were in Harry Potter films that were in this movie too. Maybe gotta be extras it's gotta or be somewhere gotta there, be. you know, uh, uh, supporting character gotta be because yeah. I feel like they they brought everyone in the UK on those. <laughs> yeah, no joke. They, they was it was UK exclusive. You, you couldn't had, get yeah, in. Yeah. You know, I, I remember reading or hearing that Robin Williams was really adamant about trying to get the part of Hagrid. Yeah, and they were just like, "Sorry, you're not British, dude. <laughs> so can't do it." Uh, I got another piece of trivia. Pauline Moran uh, plays the woman in black. That's the mother of Tony Moran. Oh, uh, from legacy Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, really? No, no, no that's that's not true. Well, um, I, I got a Halloween tie-in. Oh, you do. Okay. Well, her name is Paul Pauline Moran. She did play bass in an all-female band called the She Trinity from '65 to '70. Right on. I She's slapping the bass. Yeah. She was also in a lot of Sherlock Holmes uh, films. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. There we go. Well, elementary, my good man. Yeah. There we are. Well, um, the screenplay for this movie was done by Nigel Neal, 
Um, you may not know who he is because he's not credited in a film that we all three like, which is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. He actually originally did the screenplay for Halloween 3. John Carpenter was a huge fan of his films. And then he insisted that they remove his name from it because he did not like the way the film ended up going with no the violence. Shit. Uh-huh. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, and crazy. You can only get that kind of in depth content and trivia here at 66.6 The Horror. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to tell you right now. Right now. You know I'll what, tell you, motherfuckers, right now. Where you going to find that? Where you going to look on the internet? You're going to find, find Wikipedia. You think you're going to find that in other podcasts? Look up your ass. Yeah, where you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. You want to know something else? You look up his ass. Yeah. Where it's right. <laughs> keeping all that is there <laughs> i hope so yeah. you know i think that uh, it has a special place looking at other popular horror movies in 89 obviously this is not on that calendar but i'm better than jason takes manhattan it's a it's a good it's one. probably better than most right. 13th movies i think that. stepmom was better than jason takes manhattan <laughs> stepmom's a good movie dude I don't know to, it's I don't know good it's scarier stepmom tonight uh, there's mo- more new york in stepmom yeah dude. yeah that's true yeah <laughs> that is true, actually. Yeah. All right. I think that does it, yeah. Yeah, I think that that pretty much does it for Woman in Black. Love it. So glad that we got a chance to watch it. It'll now be in the rotation. I can definitely see me putting this on in October, early October, you know, mm-hmm. get in the mood for a ghost story. I'm sure. Must Why death. not? Must death. Why not? Yeah. All right. So tell us something. Do you agree or disagree with us? Did we miss something? Is there something horror-related that you'd like to hear us cover? Well, you know what you're going to do? You're going to let us know. You're going to hook up with us on social media in between episodes to keep up with what we're doing. We look forward to hearing from you. So listen up. And remember... Stay, stay scared. scared.